Bearbots. The conflict known as Vietnam II has left the United States on the brink of collapse. Crime, lack of resources, uncut lawns, and less than impressive pornography plague the nation. President Gwyneth Paltrow has enlisted the help of Professor Ursa to create a new force to meet the needs of the country. Looking at what he had lying around the laboratory, he created the Bearbots. This team of cyborg bears is all that stands between renewal and ruin. And it won't cost too much money. Bearbots. So, first thing we got to do is, uh, this is the first time uh, I have played this game, or anyone has, as I came up with it in a fever dream after snorting too much whiskey. Uh, Bearbots is just a hack of Honey Heist from Grant Howitt. So, if uh, Carl and David, I know you guys have played that before. Dave, you haven't played Honey Heist, right? I have not. Okay. So for you guys who have played Honey Heist, if at any point you're confused with the rules of the game, just do what you would have done in Honey Heist and it'll probably work. So it's a hack of that. Uh, the first thing we got to do is create our characters, and that's mostly done randomly. So could you get five six-sided dice, the cubular ones, and go ahead and roll those? You can also roll one six-sided die and then jot down the results or smaller uh numbers within that and do the same thing so long as you have five numbers between one and six each number having been generated randomly all right again somehow i don't know where my dice are at all i realized yeah. i the last game we played was dungeon world and that didn't require me to have any dice nice no dice carl no, sorry. You've been in New York for too, too long. Your accent's getting crazy. <laughs> Can't turn it off. Dice to meet you. Ah, fuck. I said it again. <clears throat> All right. I have five results. Okay. So once you have your results, that's when you're going to figure out who the heck you are, or at least some things about yourself. The first thing is you'll figure out what type of bear you are, and those things are very loosely interpreted as bear. Then that bear is mixed with one kind of machine. You'll have another number that will indicate what type of machine you think uh, you're, we, you've been crossed with. Then you have two additional machines. So you'll have two more of those numbers will go into those others <laughs> that are a little bit goofier uh, as this uh, is a comedy game. This is a bit and of a... One quarter bear, three quarters bot situation. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, the size of a bear and the size of the first machine compared with the size of the other items, I'd say we're we're doing at least third a bear, one third bear maybe. Okay. Um, uh, and then finally, a descriptor that tells us a little bit about you as um, a character. Austin, did you come up with all these um, options? Yes, uh, I thought about stealing more of them from Honey Heist, and then I realized, like, <laughs> I wanted it to be more stupid, <laughs> and so I went more ridiculous with it. Um, yeah, and all of those things are very broad and open, so it doesn't have to be... Whereas Honey Heist, the type of bear that you are, whether you're a polar bear or a grizzly bear or a sun bear, you have different benefits... This doesn't have any of that. It's just like, uh, is it connected to your thing about being this kind of bear? Mm -hmm. You got it. 
Nice. <clears throat> so on, uh, I'll let you guys kind of parse those out. And to answer your question, you don't have to place them where they fell. Like if you rolled one die six times or five times, you don't have to put them sequentially. You can, and I encourage you to do that. But if you're like, that sounds too stupid. I don't want to deal with it. You can switch it up and be like, I'll do a six, then a one, then a one, then a two, then a four. Oh, okay. So if you'd prefer that. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. My number is like lined up very interestingly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Now, Austin, I'm assuming that um, under machine three, the second mm -hmm. option is not Game Boy, but Game Boy. It is meant to be Game Boy and not Game Boy. Okay. Although I, Game I was Boy... over here spending a long time thinking like, so I admit that I don't know what a Game Boy is. How stupid will I sound? Exactly? You will. Oh, uh, today at work. Oh, today at work, I did a lot of dumb stuff, including I sent out an email like reminding everybody of everything in a very serious tone, and of course sent it to the wrong two different lists of people in the county. Oh, that's the worst. And then got like a dozen responses from people at that other school that were like, "I think you maybe sent this to the wrong group oh, of people." And then did those people reply all as well to everyone each time? Thank God they didn't that has happened before that's my and favorite once that happened in the county so much where somebody sent something to just everyone in the county and didn't have it as like a a do not reply thing like yeah. it was able to be replied all and people did and then everyone kept saying hey please stop replying to this replying to all and the county had to like shut down the email server for a while because it like was crashing. Like when those ants do that death spiral. Just, yeah, you know what's about to happen. It was it was it was hilarious, and it was over a break. So like I wasn't checking my email at the time, and I was like the only way I knew about it was um, like through other people like replying to it, and they even went back and deleted all of the emails through the thread. So hell of a time. And then if one I lady work and I do it on purpose just to see who the stupids are. Yeah, you won't uh you won't find a lack of people that are dumb. The uh one of the ladies that replied to me then asked a question, was like, wait, is this when this is supposed to happen? So then I felt obliged to answer her question and I tried to answer it real quickly, like, yeah, 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 never mind. And then she like kind of doubled down on asking the question. I'm like, oh fuck, I gotta actually respond to this woman. Uh oh, oh, we're using the same dice over here. <laughs> we all got motorcycles. <laughs> Dude, we're a biker gang. This is awesome. Yeah, biker bears from Mars. <clears throat> That's fine. Mm. I'm not Everything upset about I that. Have can be used by women for pleasure. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're, you're right. Depending on what they're depending on what they like. That's true of most things. <laughs> uh, I mean, do do you want? one of us to re-roll because we have some pretty similar out results here uh, i love guys. the motorcycle gang idea that's that's kind of awesome yeah that's cool we double me. up on any oh we, we, we roll as well and taxidermy too. oh that's right oh that's so cool. more than half are actually <laughs> yeah. the same yeah three of ours are the same that's true do you so, have any interest um, in re-rolling or do you want to keep yours um let me try again with taxidermy i wasn't super excited about that it's like am i a zombie Unless, uh, or you go for it. Okay, let's see. Um, Care Bear. Oh, okay. There we go. Oh, that's, right. that's the dream. Much better. Well, the first example of this game being played and the first example of cheating in the game. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, he did it. Not me. <laughs> 
Oh, great. <laughs> the, uh, uh, okay. That's, that's fine by me. I am not upset. Only a little. I suppose we could have just switched around some of these numbers. The perfect machine I made crumbled. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess I didn't think of that. What, what, what number is Care Bear? Care Bear is a five. So in theory, you could switch your taxidermy and your motorcycle. That give you Care Bear and Tank. Mm. Or, right? Yeah. Care Bear and Furry. No, Care Bear or, and Tank. Or, oh. Right? Because you no. switched the one and the five? The motorcycle was a six. Oh. Oh, my bad. You're good. Yeah. Okay. Could be a, uh, I'm just planning a, to ruin your be a fur, baby a furry as on a quickly jet. as possible, and but then I'm just going to log out. I'm, it's fine. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't built the house yet. Okay. Oh, God, Carl. It's a gam boy. <laughs> so... All right, so your two stats in this game are bear and bot, and both of those start at three. Um, in this game, you always want to roll under your stat whenever you're using that thing. So bear is used to do things traditionally associated with a bear, mauling something, running and climbing, shrugging off damage, scaring people, eating honey, you know, bear stuff. Bot, meanwhile, is basically used to do all the other stuff because the goddamn robots are taking our jobs. So... Uh, if it's not a thing that a bear would do, then a bot would do it. Now, you could easily make the argument that, well, the kind of bear I am would do this. And that sounds great. When you act and the outcome is in doubt, you roll a d6. If it's equal to or under the relevant stat, then you succeed. But if it's over the stat, you fail. If you're doing something related to your bear type, any of the three machines that you are or your descriptor, then you roll 2d6 and you take the lower. So if you are a speedboat bear and you're like, I go over the water really fast, you're like, well, shit. I think you could do that. Then you'd be rolling 2d6 um, to do that. But here's the deal, and this is one of the places where this is different from Honey Heist. You can only use each of those benefits once. So... If you're like, I'm a speedboat, so I'll go across the water really fast to get away from the explosion. Like, okay, well, you do that, and you got to roll those things. However, now you can't be like, I use my speedboat powers to do this, to be super buoyant. Like, okay, you used your speedboat thing. Until that is, we have a flashback in which you can kind of re-up all of your spent benefits. And since the, this game is meant to be shorter... Each person should really only have one, maybe two flashbacks. Does this sound reasonable so far, or is this nuts? Reasonably nuts. Yeah, nothing, nothing nuts so far. <clears throat> David? Looks like you said uh, we can only do one flashback per game. Yes. Mm, okay. I think there's, I think there's a slight other flashback thing, but... Uh, well, on the subject of flashbacks, if you want to use any of your benefits again, you'll need to do a flashback scene. You'll need to frame a scene in which we see how your character came to be involved in this crazy business. Here's the deal, though. You won't be playing your character. You'll instead be playing Professor Ursa. So we'll get lot different situations in which Professor Ursa is played by different actors or uh, different players, at least. Um, and you'll gain re 
you'll regain one benefit per each of the following you accomplish in that scene. Were the other players each, uh, did the other players each play a character? So you'll need to make sure that the other players each play somebody. Did we learn something important about Professor Ursa? Did we learn something important about the United States or the antagonist? And did we learn something important about how your character ended up being a bear bot? So you could possibly um, regain four benefits. Type of bear, machine, 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 descriptor. So yeah, that's not bad. So all of these things must be unique, and each flashback has to treat information from the previous flashbacks as canonical. So if somebody sets up that this is how Professor Ursa is, everybody else has to follow along with that. Like, you can't be like, no, he isn't. Or she. We don't know. Um, each player can only do this once per game. So yeah, I, there's some other thing that's like this, but... So, does that flashback mechanic kind of make sense? Yeah. I feel like there are flashback mechanics and cutaway mechanics in a lot of games, and I wanted to incorporate that and give like a like a specific mechanical benefit for actually doing one of those. And also, aside from just being like, uh, have a flashback, it doesn't need to do anything, and then you get your points back. Like, it needs to accomplish some of those things. Sure. All right. Um, so you have two states, your state of being a bot and your state of being a bear. Um, frustration is associated with being a bear. When the plan fails and you run into difficulty, move one point from bot into bear. So basically when you fail a roll, your bot score goes down and your bear score goes up. So if the very first roll that you make, you fuck up, your bot becomes two and your bear becomes four. All right. Conversely, your calculating state is when you succeed without a hitch. When you move, one, then you move one point from bear to bot. So in that case, when you basically succeed, um, you move one point from bear into bot. You can voluntarily move one point from bear to bot by doing a flashback scene in which you and the other bears plan out the mission in Professor Ursa's laboratory. So this is the other situation in which you can do a flashback, but this accomplishes a different goal. Um, however, everything said in these scenes adds to the canon as well and must be respected in any other flashbacks. In these scenes, you are encouraged to describe how you prepared for what you are encountering in the mission. So this is where it borrows from the Honey Heist um, heist movie type of thing where you know George Clooney and Brad Pitt are like, now they think that they've got us, but actually inside the box is a smaller stripper inside a smaller cake. Like that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. um, you can also voluntarily move one point from bot into bear by making things worse for you and the team in a way that a freaking bear would do it. <clears throat> so if you're like, hey, my bot score is getting too high, I need to lower it, you can basically purposely fuck things up to lower your bot score and increase your bear score. Is there a limit to how often you can do that? No, but each time you do that, you make things worse for you and the team. So much worse. So, you're essentially like purposely failing a, a thing. Um, any questions so far? Nope. Any questions, Jafar? 
a bad guy from Aladdin. Okay, also no. All right, the end. Part six. If your bot stat ever reaches six, you become a cold and heartless machine. You betray the party and work with the GM to bring about their downfall. This also signals to me that, like, hey, this is uh, d definitely downtime. Like, I get, we got to wrap shit up. Um, but conversely, if your bear stat ever reaches six, then you flip out bear style and lose it, presumably to be picked up by animal control in half an hour or so, or to escape to the woods and scatter your scat in peace. So, um, you kind of have to watch the equilibrium of your stats, and if one of them gets too high, while you're more likely to succeed with that one, you get closer to reaching end game in the game itself. So that's the other time we can use a flashback is if um, our bear is too high? Yes, if your bear okay. is too high and you're trying to decrease your bear score and increase your bot score, then you can do a, uh, a flashback where you're planning things out. All right, so now I'm going to ask, uh, could you... One, two, three, four... Four. Um, could one of you guys roll four d6 for me and tell me what the results are? I've got one, five, four, five. All right. One, five, four, and wait. Uh, five. We'll do that one. Okay. All right. So that helps me set things up. Alrighty. We ready for the mission? The, the, the briefing, the first part of this, there's seven, there are seven story beats to this and they can be, they don't have to be very long. Like one is the, is the briefing like that kind of thing. Um, so the first story beat is the briefing in which you guys get your, uh, you get your mission. So do we see, um, are you called into a government office or do we just hear, uh, no, you know what? We just hear a voiceover. Um, we see a picture of the white house, but the white house, uh, there, there's a zoom in to all of the secret service agents, but all the secret service agents have those like patches on them that uh, provide them with additional energy that can be purchased on the goop, uh, website or whatever. And uh, we go into the Oval Office, and the Oval Office is much more nicely adorned, and uh, there's a, we see President Gwyneth Paltrow sitting at, sitting at her desk. It's a standing desk. She's standing, because sitting is killing America. So, she, uh, she looks into the camera and says, get me Professor Ursa. And we hear like, we see like down on the bottom and it says like Professor Ursa's laboratory. And um, we just see a hand answer the phone and we hear, hello, Professor, activate the bear bots. And you see his hand, you see a hand hit a button and you hear like that kind of thing. All right. So now we have a like a military briefing to the president where it's like, President Paltrow, 
At 0900 hours this morning, the People's Republic of Canada had stolen the nuclear football. We need to get it back. The army is too busy because of the fallout from Vietnam too, and also all the un unexcited and uh, pornography that we, they have. We've got to do something about it. But we just don't have the resources. And she looks at him and says, you don't have the resources, but I know who does. And uh, her chief of staff, Owen Wilson, says, wow. And then that's when she makes the phone call. And this is when we see the first um, like chamber open to reveal uh, the first of the bear bots. Who do, we, who do we encounter? And it'll also have their name tag either on them or on like the tube that opens up or the door that opens. Who do we encounter? I think Dave's got a pretty good idea of his uh, bear so far. It's true. We do, we do have a visual to help us navigate this. Nice garage door opening. And as it opens, you just start hearing. <laughs> and as the garage door finishes opening, you see a gigantic teddy bear. In the middle of his face is a front-loading washing machine with socks. Just one, two socks, one of each color because the other pair is lost. But spinning two socks, dials for eyes, handlebar arms, and at the ends of each arm, the famous rabbit massager with the tickle lead bit on the side and a rocking motorcycle to carry him around. Ready to get rolling and rubbing. My name is Rumbly. Rumbly. How you doing? Nice. Can you pay for this date? <laughs> All right. And uh, Rumbly says that turning to uh, Rumbly's left. And uh, who, David, who do we see? Oh, well, you see, um, not, not a stuffed bear, but a cartoon bear. Very strange. It looks like faded pink. Um, it's got... Also on a motorcycle, but uh, <laughs> just revving up. Um, maybe it gives a high five to Rumbly, but one of its hands is a uh, an iron, and it's uh, steaming at the moment. He's like, oh, sorry, buddy, and goes to his other hand, which is a mini fridge. It's also steaming, but with cold. Much better. <laughs> and uh, he wraps a dirty blanket around, um, and uh, he says, all right. Well, don't worry. Tepid Bear is on the case. Tepid Bear? Mm-hmm. All right. You ready um, for the Tepid Stare? Now, does Tepid Bear have a little symbol on Tepid Bear's tum-tum? Yeah, it's it's a... Uh, let's see, it's the symbol for bad water. Just <laughs> uh, <laughs> like a line through it. Like non-potable water, don't drink this. <laughs> All right, beat that joke. Okay, fine. That's good. Okay. All right. Um, and we see that, and staring at the don't drink this water symbol is our third bear. Uh, Carl, what do we see? Uh, the third bear, also a very similar, like, badass motorcycle noises as he comes out of his, uh, his area. 
but as soon as like the <laughs> stops, he comes to a stop. As soon as that ends, there's like a sucking noise, and the exhaust that it was using to to move just becomes a vacuum cleaner, and like and it, like sucks up like the same amount of air that came out of it. And the thing it's propelling is um, it's this big brown bear, but he's all covered in like stains and like condiment stains, almost looks like an old couch. And uh, his arms, he's a taxidermy bear, and like where his arms would go, they're like over like the big the wheels of the big Harley, like a big front wheel. And uh, he, uh, he, on his back, his, his back has been molded into like a gamer chair. And in the front, like where the, like a driver would sit, uh, instead of like a really cool handlebars, there's handlebars, but like right in the middle of it, it's just like a regular Game Boy as like his only console. And he says, uh, Lazy Bear, here to help. The camera doesn't look at Professor Ursa yet because uh, we haven't filled anything out about Professor Ursa. We'll have to wait for our first flashback, but you just hear, oh, oh, like we've got our mission bears. Let's roll. And we see you guys going through um, like tubes, like a Voltron style kind of a thing where it's like, where are these tubes going? What's happening here? And you guys each fly out in a kind of different location. Um, one, one flies out out of like a water from behind a waterfall. One flies out from uh, like a super cool Blade Runner cyber city. One flies out from, uh, I don't want to just steal the Rick and Morty thing where it comes out of a parking garage. <laughs> Mine would make sense to come out of like something's really crappy. <laughs> parking garage would work. Yeah. Garage. <laughs> One's just in like an impound lot. It's some guy's like, where are you going? <laughs> say again. <laughs> I was going to say a porta potty flies open. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's pretty good. A porta potty <laughs> flies open. <laughs> Like and uh comes out of Rachel's yeah yeah out of a strip club <laughs> yeah. you were like don't you come back here no bears you can't stop me <laughs> I'm a bear so um each of you gets uh the heads up display of President Paltrow is telling you that hey the People's Republic of Canada has stolen the nuclear football. Your mission to get it back. The problem is, based on our intelligence, we believe that they're holding it in their volcanic base. The volcanic base of Toronto. We can't send any American soldiers there because the relationship between the United States and Canada is too precious, especially after the conflict known as Vietnam II. Additionally, I really like Celine Dion and I don't want to cause any issues with Canada. So we have to keep things quiet. So Bears, your mission, retrieve the nuclear football and also don't upset Celine Dion. So the briefing just gives us the opportunity to introduce the Bears and know what the fuck we're doing. All right. Now, the next thing is going to be evidence gathering. So this and like a heist would be you guys casing the joint, following people to get codes and clues. My suggestion is each of you basically perform a action that tells us what you're doing to help you guys get 
later get into the volcanic base that is Toronto to steal the nuclear football back. So each of you is going to have to take one of these, um, take some kind of action. So you have to describe it to me what you think you should do. I'm going to go on the prowl to see if I can meet up with some uh, hot single Canada bears and maybe get some insight. Because if, if some hot single Canada bears have seen, is it an American football? It's a Canadian the... football. It's fine. But seeing yeah. one of those around that people are treating like uh, special, I'm sure they would have noticed something. Unless the football was in like a truck, I guess, or something where they couldn't see it because who would walk around with it in their hands? But look, I'm a bear. Let's go. Let's do this. Well, that's perfect. So you're going to hit the streets. You're going to try to see what people know about where this, uh, where the nuclear football might be. You're going to kind of head to Toronto, maybe head to some bars where some influential folks might be. And, uh, Bears, mainly. Bears. I mean, I kind of feel like... They go like to bears. I kind of feel like you guys are the main bear characters and the other people are humans. But, um, perhaps. So you go to, um... Uh... You go to... You go to Ruxbins. The... The... <laughs> The, uh, the 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 hottest nightclub in town where all the movers and shakers of Toronto go. Now, in the back of Toronto, there is a giant, dark, like evil uh, Conan the Barbarian style fortress that like uh, smoke is coming out of as it's on a volcano. But you're at Ruxman's, and um, the DJs were winding the tape. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, we're building this. Hey, man, we're fucking building this plane in the air. So we're building this plane in the air. Um, but so we we get to Ruxpin's. It's a packed night. It, things are ha happening. Things are bumping. Um, there's a sexy couple that's uh, that gives you the eye. The guy has maybe one too many buttons undone on his shirt. The lady's like, you can see these boobs, right? And uh, they look across. They look across the bar from you, and uh, let's just say one of them takes out their key and starts stirring their drink. So you're uh, new here, eh? Haven't seen you before here at this uh, sexy nightclub we go to. That's oh, the lady. Yeah. First time in Canada. I came to party. You know. Yeah. Check well, out the local scenery. Wink, wink. Does buzz. Grab oh, it, yeah. hands. Well. Toronto's the uh, the place for the scenery. Toronto's the place for the action. And the guy chimes in. Oh yeah, Toronto is the place. For he has exactly the same voice. <laughs> they sound no difference. They sound no different at all. Now you, uh, no, yeah, obviously you're not from around here, but uh, you in town for business or uh, pleasure? Eh? I don't know. You tell me. I raised one handlebar personal massager hand and then the other one and I do like finger guns but I buzz them and then I spin the, the two socks just once nice Ooh. Uh, all right well this this seems like you're trying to maybe get some information out of this couple <laughs> wait that's not a sign of aggression <laughs> yeah, you're right nice actually yeah, what, are you, what are you trying to do here Okay, so I'm new in town, but, you know, I'm not going to go uh, full Canada yet. You know, try not to upset the locals. Have you seen uh, maybe something I'm more used to? Have you seen any football 
Any football games or footballs around here? Oh, yeah, we got football here, too. Three downs. Uh, also, be- because of that, there tends to be a lot more passing and a lot fewer rushing uh, plays. And that's the limit of Austin's extent of knowledge about Canadian football, eh? I think they have a longer field. Maybe they use meters or something. I think they definitely use the metric system, and I forget if the field is longer or wider. And then the guy winks at you. <laughs> so you see you see anything or you know where I might be able to uh, find people toting these things around? Well, that sounds like, Dave, you got to make a roll. Is that a bear roll or a bot roll? It sounds very body, I guess. Like, would a bear just be... Uh, I don't know. If I was hooking up with bears, I could bear it, but... Yeah, it, you, you are u- utilizing this uh, personal massager yeah. in a lot of these descriptions. Asking, like, what's the buzz? Money makers. <laughs> Chicks dig it when I wave around personal massagers and rev my motorcycle engine. Yeah. <laughs> so let's, let's bot it up. This is why you're not allowed in Tampa. <laughs> All right, so am I making a roll? Yes, and you would in this case be rolling. I believe does are you utilizing one of your uh, one of your benefits, the type of bear you are, one of your machines? Let's go for it. I want to. I want to get them both. I have a personal massager. I have two personal massagers, one for each. So I'm gonna get them really excited. All right. So then in that case, roll two d six, and you're gonna want to try to get the lowest result. All right, two d six, a three and a two. All right. Well, both of those actually work because they are at or below your bot score. So this works perfectly. You see these two. The lady bites her lip like she's Anastasia Steele from the Fifty Shades of Grey books slash movie. The guy bites his lip like he's Anastasia Steele from the Fifty Shades of Grey book slash movie. The bartender goes, oh, whoa, uh, and like looks at you guys. Do we do we just cut to uh, you guys in a hotel room and they're giving you the information after coitus? Can we catch I it want just the before that? Lady to hop yeah. on my face and ride the washing machine. The dude can just hop on the motorcycle seat behind. Yeah. Me. What do we roll for endurance? <laughs> That's probably a bear. If you're me, it's a D2. Um <laughs> so uh yeah. So we we see like um almost Polaroids of this sexy night that you guys have. And it, it doesn't have to go too far. This is just a tease to get information or maybe not. Maybe this is the full, uh, the deep clean cycle on the washer <laughs> that you guys are doing. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, at some point in the evening, they reveal to you that like, Oh yeah, up on up on uh, up on top of that volcano, they were bringing a big. They kept talking about uh, footballs, and uh, we're not talking about any of our good old t- Toronto teams. And the lady says no, and we're not talking about any of our uh, Manitoba teams neither. And uh, those Quebec guys, that's not them neither. They're talking about a different kind of football, and not just the kind that uses feeders and feeders and not meters. And they say feeders for some reason. They're familiar with feet, but they say feeders, and I think they're like, like playing footsie with you and with one another. Um, and uh, they say, "Oh yeah, it's up there." And there was a whole, uh, whole mess of real nasty looking, uh, real nasty looking fellas that went up there. 
real, real tough, uh, real tough characters. Could, may I ask how you even saw these? Like, did, did you get near the volcano somehow? Oh, we were at a Tim Hortons and we saw him come by. Or just like walking on a road miles away from the volcano thing? Oh uh, yeah, I mean they had to go up. The, they had to go down to the Tim Hortons to hang out to uh, get the the Tim Hortons, and then before they came back up. Ah, the Tim Hortons, you say? Yeah. I'll make a note with just oh, it's, uh. It's it's heavily associated memory. with Canada, but actually based out of the United States. Every <laughs> info I can get. All right. Now let's listen to our traditional post-coitus Celine Dion. And it's just the uh, the the flute part from the the Titanic song. All right. So with the with the assuming a bot success, does that mean the bot score goes from three to four? Yes. So now your bot score, you have become a little bit more calculating. Your you know your power to precisely do exactly what needs to be done, unlike a bear or even a human. You are becoming more bot than bear. Better be fine. Meanwhile, tepid teppy bear. <laughs> what are we? Uh, what are we thinking? We're 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 doing again. This is the surveillance kind of figuring out what's going on. Uh, round right. of things, trying to gather information. So, do we have um, obviously wireless bear connection with everybody? Do I know what um, uh, Rumbly Bear went through? Absolutely. Every agonizing detail of it. Yes. Yeah. You, you heard yeah. everything, <laughs> everything that you didn't want to, and had to really strain to hear anything useful. Perfect. You're like, damn um, it. So yeah, I think, um, Tepe, Tepid bear is his plan is to, uh, to motor over to this Tim Hortons and maybe get some, um, do some interviewing there. And I think I have a plan. So I know, um, it's Canada. Tim Hortons, obviously known for coffee, and I think it's like a gas station. Um, so I think I'm going to use one or both of my, you know, enhancements. And if I see anybody leaving, and also I'm a vagrant, so you know I'll, I'll have a sign up that I, you know, wrote this all, you know, in case anyone is needs this. But if they need their coffee heated up, I have the iron, and if they need if they have an iced coffee or something, or if their burrito is too hot, it burns the roof of their mouth. I have um, the mini fridge. I can cool it down for a little bit. All right. That's so, so good. You're also <laughs> gathering. So you're also gathering kind of human intelligence from uh, people that maybe connected to this. Yeah. Now that I know that they're related to that, I want to know everything about the people that they see going in there and maybe I can get some kind of dirt on them or some kind of weakness. All right, so you see some real tough-looking characters coming through this Tim Hortons. More than you're expecting to see in a Tim Hortons and restaurant. Kind of chain known for uh, known for being tough. Uh, you see a couple guys come in. They're wearing plaid. They got big barrel chests and thick, burly beards. And they're coming through. And they go in. They're like, maybe get myself a coffee, huh? Oh, yeah, eh? Get yourself a coffee. By the way, almost everybody is going to talk like this because mm -hmm. uh, I don't. I, it's either this or they're like French Canadian, and <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll go to that in a minute. <clears throat> the so, show only has one act, voice yeah, actor. For it's it's basically just uh, Rick Moranis <laughs> from Strange <laughs> Brew. I love uh, Jim Carrey. 
Yeah, or Jim Carrey's like character voices. Oh Christ! Um, and by that, Dave meant Fire Marshal Bill. No. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> stand back, Bear. I'm a Fire Marshal. Uh, yeah. So these tough characters come on through, and they uh, they're in the Tim Hortons, and you notice they're really loading up with a lot of supplies from this Tim Hortons. And they come on out, and they look at you and say, Oh, some kind of beer, eh? Well, that's right. Hey, you got a lot, got a lot of supplies there. Or you're not going up that mountain, are you? Oh, wouldn't you like to know, based on the fact that you're covered in a, a dirty old blanket, and you got a sign that's, or a symbol that says, <laughs> not potable water, uh... <laughs> Sounds like, sounds like, and the other guy's like, don't lay into him there. <laughs> it's no no need to be rude, eh? So oh, just trying to make an honest living. It looks like, uh, well, it's quite quite a ways up there. You could hop on my back, and I mean, I can keep those uh, those breakfast burritos in my mini fridge here. Don't want to spoil them on the way up there. You calling Tim Horton spoiled again? Don't get too upset. You got a real uh, hothead, <laughs> hothead uh, character over here, and um, so <laughs> I want to make a joke about how, uh, <laughs> like, how diverse Toronto is, and just have all these characters have the same voice but be of wildly different ethnicities, <laughs> and just have that same like basic uh, stereotypical Canadian goof cartoon accent. This one's um, a pterodactyl. Yeah, hey man, I'm a pterodactyl. <laughs> But so, my family came here like everybody else's. Um, but so, uh, yeah, this sounds like a role. So you're trying to maybe say, hey, I'll give you a ride. Kind of a deal. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. So that's that's two and you take the lowest, right? That's the deal with that. I mean, are you, you're using one of your benefits? Yeah, I think I'll... Seems like I'm using my motorcycle, right? That sounds but to to have people ride you like a motorcycle, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh well, I got snake eyes, so Hey, that's actually the best role you can yeah. make. And one guy's like, you know, what do you get out of? And then they look down and uh and he's like, Well, <laughs> that's a really uh that's a really great hog you got there. Again, by this I mean the motorcycle portion of it, not the previous kind of hog that we're talking about with Rumbly Bear. Shut he up. Just, don't bring it up. He just shrugs and winks. Yeah. So Why can't it be both? Yeah. We see these guys hop hopping on. Uh, they they hop on and you're motoring up the mountain. Um, but you wow. Get... You're, I think the way he'll bring this up in conversation is, like, oh, your boss up here must be really just a killer. It's got to make you walk up this mountain every time. Every time you need these uh, microwave burritos. Oh, well, you know, it's uh, all part of the training for us to stay super elite. Uh, you know, we got to we gotta really keep in shape. And long walks through the Canadian, up and down the Canadian <laughs> volcanic sides <laughs> is uh, what, keeps us, what keeps us fit. Additionally, they're all directly adjacent to downtown Toronto. <laughs> so um, I think you're able to kind of drop these guys off and while you're not able to enter the facility 
you're able to check out the. Oh, here we go. Maybe can I can I ask this question at the end? Maybe I can get this detail. Sure. Like, oh, you know, you did notice my dirty blanket and sign that was on cardboard. Um, I had. Would you mind giving uh, my resume to your boss there? What's his name again? Or her name? Oh, our boss is uh, famous Canadians. <laughs> Uh, accessing list of famous Canadians <laughs> aside from Rick Moranis <laughs> and Celine Dion. Dave Coulier. Alanis Dave. Morse. Uh, well, listen. There you go. I, there you go. Uh, well, Alanis Morse has pretty good, too. Th- there we go. <laughs> our our boss, let's just say... You we'll take know. Your, we'll take your resume, but you ought to know. You, you ought to know who she is. And you're like... I think it's David Coulier. Yeah. Ooh, cut it out. Yeah. <laughs> the um, song you ought to know is based on Dave Coulier's relationship uh, it, it with Alice Morstead. Oh. Is it that? Is it you ought to know, or is it the? Uh... Yep, it is. Wait, hold on, Dave. <laughs> is she? Is she one of the Hepburns? Based on that impression. <laughs> I don't know who the Hepburns are. So maybe. One of either Catherine, Catherine Hepburn, I think, was the one who was like, "Oh no!" Ha, 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 ha. She had that kind of voice. <laughs> no, I was just literally trying to sound like Alanis Morissette. Oh. She sounds ridiculous in that song. She's a treasure, <laughs> <laughs> a treasure of two nations, and former wife? Question mark of Ryan Reynolds. They were together for years. Anyway, um, not so much anymore. Did she make a song about him doing weird things? She should now, and it'll be like. Did she, she go down got... him in a movie theater? What's up? That's the only... Did she go down him in a movie theater? That's all I want to know. Well, you ought to know. <laughs> so, all right. So we hear that, and we know that uh, Alanis Morissette is the is the boss here. She's the one leading this operation. Or David Coulier. Or perhaps the two of them have gotten back together, and that's what split up she and Ryan Reynolds. And perfect. now... Yeah. yeah. So oh, perfect my God. you got to explore this universe more. Right. Uh, so finally, Lazy Bear... Spelled L-A hyphen Z hyphen bear. What's your plan? We got to find some information out about this uh, place. Oh, and by the way, David, so since that was, that sounded like it was a bot move, does your bot go up? Yeah, that's, is when you succeed, it goes up, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you succeed on a roll, the bot goes up. When you fail a roll, bear goes up. So I guess it would have just been bot. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm sorry. Carl. Uh, what no are we problem. up to? Okay. Lazy Bear is not a master strategist. So if anyone thinks they have a better plan for Lazy Bear, Lazy Bear is open to suggestions. But here's what Lazy Bear does. Upon finding out that Alanis Morissette appears to be in charge of this operation, Lazy Bear is going to see at which of the daycares around the volcanic inst- installation do her kids stay at while she's doing terrible things? And All right. we go there. Okay. So um, does this just involve Lazy Bear like uh, pretending to be a government worker inspecting health uh, daycares and being like, like I'm here to in- I'm here to make sure everything's up to code? Does it? Uh, no, it's not that good. No, Lazy Bear is going to get to the daycare if he finds the one where Lance Morissette's kids hang out while her mom's doing terrible things and say, oh, um, the Game Boy you guys ordered has arrived. 
Hmm. All right. Well, you have to find that. Yeah, that's true. Place. That's a tough one. Maybe so, he can go to the library and look for it, or he could just start calling daycares. Okay. We could do either of those. Um. Yeah. So maybe, maybe you arrive at a public uh, Canadian public library where you can start calling daycares and get a big, uh, a big uh, book of their stuff. Um, the librarian is, of course, famous Canadian. Um, what's his name from fucking Blues Brothers? Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, it's Dan Aykroyd. Oh, yes. okay. So Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd is the librarian. Uh, how far and, he has fallen. Yeah, and he's there and he's got his uh, crystal head vodka or whatever the hell he's selling. <laughs> and uh, he's looking at he's looking at DVDs of each of the different versions of Ghostbusters and just kind of looking them over. To, uh, and he's like, oh, hey, welcome there. Come on in. Come on in. What do you, what do you want? What can I do you for? Putter in on his motorcycle. And then uh, he says, oh, hello. Um, I'm just looking to find um, my friend's children, um, the Morissette kids. I'm the Game Boy they ordered. Oh, yeah, the Morissette kids. Famous uh, famous Canadian family, first first family. It's an important family. You're, they're probably going to want their Game Boy. Now, let me just get out the uh, directory of every parent in Canada that we have and uh, where their kids go to daycare. Mm -hmm. And it's in a printed book. Mm -hmm. And let me just wait a minute. How do I know you're the Game Boy for those kids? Oh, it's it's easy. Look, the Game Boy is right here. Can't make that up. All right. <laughs> so is this a... I assume this is a bot move and not a bear move. Uh, it's, it sounds... Yeah, it sounds pretty botish. Okay. All right. And I assume you're using the Game Boy or Game Boy as it's known in Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. so how do I do this? So that's 2d6 and you want to roll a three or below. I rolled a four and a three. Ooh, all right. So you, you managed to do it. So so he looks at it. And he's like, that's a Game Boy. All right. Well, hold on. You've got the gift right there. No one coming bearing gifts has ever been has ever been an issue here in Canada. So here we go. Uh, there we go. And he, he turns the book around to you and there's like the phone number. Mm -hmm. um, and the address of the daycare where Alanis Morissette's children are. Awesome. I'm just going to go there. Um, all right. So, I mean, you've succeeded at this role. Uh, so are you trying to get additional information from them or use them for like some, or use this in some kind of additional way <laughs> as terrifying as this is? <laughs> of a zombie bear going to get these children. I am going to kidnap them. Okay, so uh, I think Ooh, we'll... I thought that it was going to get weird for a second. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank God. I thought you just wanted to know the information. Yeah, well, that um, was my first thought, but I already got information out of this guy. So, you know, any information twice doesn't seem as fun. This way, if I take them with me, they can have all the time in the world to tell me where their mom is. There you go. All right. Well, um, I think when you get there, we'll, we'll reveal some additional information. Sure. Why not? Uh, you get there and the, the the head of the the daycare, the daycare head mistress is uh 
it's a it's a they're French Canadian, and it's a it's a super Catholic um, daycare. It's 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 in a big old Catholic church out in the wilderness, and there's a nun who comes to the door, and the nun is like, ah, oh bonjour, oh uh, bon bonjour, hello, hello, Hi. yeah, I'm the present for the Morissettes. Oh, present. Oh, please, please. Now, Morissettes, Morissettes. No, 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 no. Uh, this does not, this does not ring a bell. Morissettes, Morissettes. Very, did, you're looking for children. Oh, yeah, definitely. What would adults want with a Game Boy, right? Ah, yes, yes, yes. Any adult who plays any form of video game is obviously stupid fun. <laughs> Yeah, just so dumb. So so moronic. Uh, <laughs> wasting your time with nerd shit. Uh, yeah, obviously. So, uh, but Morissette. No, we don't have any Morissette children here. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, unless. Do you mean the Morissette Coulier children? Oh, you know, ever since the remarriage, it's ah, just impossible to keep track. Mailed, mailed, yes. It was the most beautiful ceremony when uh, Canada's first, I think, first female prime minister and Canada's first president were uh, married to one another on a official ceremony in, in Montreal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love when just the various branches of government all just come together. Yes, the head of state and the head of government coming together. Mm -hmm. Not always the same person like they have down there in America. All right. Well, yeah, yes, they're here. Here, we'll we'll take you back. Uh, yes, why? Well, here they are, right here. They're playing their favorite Canadian game of kick the American, kick the American, and apologize profusely. And apologize profusely. There you go. There, it's, it's it's two so small children. It's two small children being like, tech tech set. Ha ha. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. And they're taking turns. Story. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's what they're doing. They're saying like, they're saying in the very French accent, take that. And then, oh, sorry, dear. Take that. Oh, sorry, dear. And it's just going back and forth. And it's a boy and a girl, of some age. They're children. Yes. Perfect age. All right. All right. Isn't Alanis Morissette like 60? So wouldn't <laughs> it's like she's, 30 year old kids. She's not young. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, this is supposed to take place in the future. <laughs> yeah. Well, in the future, Alanis Morissette. They stay in daycare till they're 30 <laughs> and they live with their parents till they're 60. Canada is a very forgiving and kind culture. Yeah. It's in the future. It could actually uh, be great if they actually are just like grown people who just hang out at this daycare all the time yeah they uh they were actually their children from when they were first together before either of them were really famous and uh yeah they're like each they're they're in their mid 50s <laughs> <laughs> they like work at the daycare yeah they work at the daycare yeah they're playing they're playing you think it's oh, two perfect. small children and it's just two uh groundskeepers who are there <laughs> I love it. So they're playing that game. <laughs> yeah, but they're playing the game with the children. So they're kicking the children. And then they're going, sorry about daddy. Sorry. And the children are like, this really hurts. 
Also, I'm not American. <laughs> What's going on? Why, why is this happening to me? <laughs> All right, everybody, good night. <laughs>